Hey, this is Christina Lale, and if you want to learn the six and seven figure science to success, significantly increase your revenue and learn how to successfully build professional relationships, you should be listening to the Sell Without Selling podcast with my good friend, Stacey O'Byrne. If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker Stacey O'Byrne as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacey O'Byrne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacey O'Byrne, and I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. Today, I'm speaking with a new friend of mine. Christina Lael is a certified public accountant a tax attorney, a certified tax planner, and helps hundreds of clients save a significant amount in taxes every year. Besides spending time with her family and playing golf or tennis, nothing gives her more pleasure than helping her clients save money in taxes. Sounds like she's kind of our people, doesn't it? She is obsessed with helping clients structure their business in a way that legally saves them money in taxes, funds their retirement more quickly, and avoids astronomical taxes when they sell. Christina is one of only 60 tax coaches certified by the American Institute of Certified Tax Planners, the premier organization providing ongoing education in proactive tax planning strategies. Christina is a frequent guest on popular podcasts and has released the book, Thinking Outside the Tax Box, which is available on Amazon. She is the owner of Lael Tax, a top tax planning and tax preparation firm with a 52,750 per year average tax savings for each of her clients. She has also created Freedom Tax Plans, which automates multiple tax saving strategies for any business owner with a 110% guarantee. Freedom Tax Plans is so impactful for business owners that if you do not save in taxes, at least the cost of the program in the first year alone, 110% of the cost of the program will be refunded. I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. I am so excited for you to hear today's conversation with Christina. And really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or if you're stuck and needing a pivot in your business and your success, or you just want more, and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability, and help with success strategies to take you, your business, your income, and your success to the next level. If this sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. There's a quick application there that will lead to a personal phone call with me to see if we're a great fit for each other. Okay, let's do this. Christina, welcome to the show. Thank you, Stacey. 
I am so excited that you're here. I, I know you just got off a crazy tax season, you know, February to April is like grind time for you guys. And then after we get through that, we have all the late filers, or we'll call them the, the unplanned fiscal filers. How's that? <laughs> the extenders. There you yes. go. Absolutely. Many extenders. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'm really curious, what was your journey like as a business owner? You know, because we all know it's just so easy. You jump in, you hang a sign, <laughs> you become a multimillionaire, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. If, if only it were. <laughs> I know, right? Um, yeah, that's a great question, Stacey. So I was working for a Fortune 500 company in the tax, in their tax department in Nashville, Tennessee, which is where I'm from, if you can't tell by my accent. Couldn't have told you uh, all. I thought it was Canada. <laughs> <laughs> or A. <laughs> We actually have friends from Canada um, here in, in Florida. So um, so worked for them, uh, was a CPA first and passed the test. And Nashville has a great law school called National School of Law, where I could go at, at night, attend at night while I was working. So I paid my way through it. And um, this is before I got married, although a lot of married people were doing it as well and people that had kids. And so we graduated from um, National School of Law. But while I was going there, Stacy, I started doing my classmates' tax returns because they wanted me to start doing their tax returns. And I was able to study with the top tax attorneys in Nashville who showed me, you know, how to study the tax code and how to save people money in taxes by setting up tax saving strategies that were right there in the tax code as, as Congress intended, intends, because our our country is built on small businesses and there's so many deductions um, and credits that you can take as a business, especially as a business owner to save, uh, to save money in taxes. So it just, I started building that up on the side, which is I think a great way to do it. Um, and when I had so much money in the bank and was ready just to, you know, kiss corporate America goodbye, I did and um, brought, started out with one employee that I took with me from that company with that we, where we work together. She's a CPA. She's still in Tennessee, um, still with me. She's amazing. She manages the firm and then just grew from there and did a lot of email marketing and then she just started bringing on uh, more people and, and more clients. That's phenomenal. So, you know, you're, you're talking stra tax strategies and a lot of business owners, a lot of small business owners think that tax strategies exist for the rich when they don't really realize that tax planning is available for all of us. And mm -hmm. the, the more you plan, the smarter you get. And a lot of them go out of their way to show no profit, which actually penalizes a business owner, right? Because when you make right. a profit, there's additional write-offs and, 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 and just other, other things to really leverage in the tax law. I, I say that to say, what, what size business can really benefit from strategic tax planning? Do they have to be multimillionaires? Do they have to be large, large businesses? Or can they just be small 60, 70, $100,000 businesses? Where's the sweet spot? Oh yeah. Yeah, Stacey, um, it can, you know, as long as you're making a profit of, gosh, even 30,000, you know, you can benefit, or even 20,000, you can benefit from tax saving strategies. And if you have, 
let's say another type of income, maybe a W-2 income, or you have a spouse that works at bring, brings home income, you don't even have to have a profit to, to get tax saving strategies because if you can report a loss in your business, it will reduce the other income in your household. So if you, yeah. if you have a W-2 job as well, or you have another job where you're making money, or your spouse has a job that makes, makes money, if you can increase the losses of your business, you can reduce that, that total income to save you money in taxes. Well, what if you're a W-2 employee for your company? Um, that's a little bit more difficult, but usually at that point, because I'm I am a little restricted in the tax saving strategies that I can use. But if you're making over six hundred, seven hundred thousand, mm-hmm. then that's where I can do some tax planning strategies. If you're if you just have W two income, gotcha. Well, most business owners that that I deal with and work with have both. They pay themselves as low as possible on the W two. And, right. then, and then they throw everything else into disbursements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah. is not the best way to do it because you want right. to be able to pull money out of your business tax-free or at a reduced tax rate, nice. uh, which yeah. is how what we do for our clients and implement these tax-saving strategies in order for them to do that. Because if you take out a salary or you take out distributions, you're paying taxes Exactly. on, on that. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. So, you know, some would say with all of your degrees and certifications that you probably get bored and you're a little bit of an overachiever. <laughs> what made you what made you go from accounting to law to business ownership? Um, well, when I was taking the CPA exam, there was a um, when I was studying for it, there was a great class that I took and several of the instructors were, were attorneys and CPAs. And they really, and they just recommended that. <laughs> they said that's nice. a great, yeah, it's a great combination, which it has been, it absolutely has been. Um, so that was, that was easy to, and again, I was in a right place at the right time. I was working for a great company and then I could go to law school at night. So I didn't have to quit my job and mm-hmm. I could pay for it, you know, as I went along. So I graduated debt-free, which was fantastic. As far as a business owner going, I, I never envisioned that actually, Stacey, I, it kind of fell into it. It's just, I started preparing tax returns on the side for people and then started doing tax planning. And I was making a lot of money where I was making as about as much, you know, almost as much as my, my W2 job. Um, and plus I want, and then I wanted the, the freedom too, of having your own business. There's a lot of responsibility, but there's also a lot of freedom as well, right. um, which is, well, you know, that's when I started playing golf <laughs> and then right. picked up tennis, which has taken over my life. Um, <laughs> but I just keep hiring more employees and have amazing employees. So that just, you know, I fell into that and um, just started doing a lot of reading and uh, about business ownership, about sales, about managing employees. And it's amazing the the opportunities that open up for you when you take that step and that leap and st- you start your own business. Yeah, absolutely. So, so do you, you, you must deal with a significant amount of business owners and entrepreneurs. Is that, is that oh, a yes. statement? Mm-hmm. So what's the common denominator that you see in this pool of people, both good and bad? Oh, um, in, in any particular way or just in general? Just in general. 
So in general, I would say, Stacey, that in what, of course, what we deal with is that they are paying too much in taxes. Right. <laughs> a lot of them don't understand taxes at, at all, and they don't understand all the different tax saving strategies that, that they can use. And it's not their fault because either they're doing their taxes on their own, which is fine because probably you're saving money, or they're working with an accountant or a CPA. And unfortunately, in America, accountants and CPAs just aren't created and set up to do tax planning. They're mm -hmm. not attorneys. They didn't go to law school to say the tax, you know, um, tax code and the or the tax court decisions. And they provide so many different services. They do payroll, they do bookkeeping, they do wealth management, they do tax returns. Um, and then they usually just plug and chug, you know, input people's information into a tax software mm -hmm. that uh, spits out a tax return that the IRS is more than happy to accept because <laughs> they'll, mm -hmm. never, they'll never tell you if you pay too much in taxes. Um, so that's what I see with a lot of, of business owners is, um, you know, they're just, they're just paying too much in taxes or they just don't realize the simple strategies that we can implement for them that would save them so much um, in, in taxes and legitimate, simple strategies that when implemented correctly are, are fantastic and save them a lot of money that they get to keep instead of unnecessarily paying to the government. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we deal with the same client, yet we deal with them very, very differently. You know, yeah. my, my responsibility as a coach, as a strategist is is to help people get out of their way, you know, tear down the itty bitty shitty committee in their head, and then <laughs> and then move them move them through their their success building, and then and then your responsibility from that point forward is to help them play the numbers game of business, and that's keep more of their numbers and give less away, right? Right, right. Yeah, um, needlessly. So I think, you know, I, be, because I say that, that we deal with the same person on a continual basis, I know this, this avatar, I know this profile really well, you know, for them, sales is a numbers game. Mm -hmm. Business is their accountants, their CPAs, their tax preparers numbers game. And it's, they, they, they don't realize that they're not showing up for the game on either end, right? Mm -hmm. um, you and I were talking offline and we were talking about the ostrich effect. Do you see a lot of people put their head in the sand when it comes to running their business by the numbers? Absolutely. How do you, how do you work with a client to really get them to understand how to best show up for themselves in their business financially? Because a lot of people have money mindset issues. A lot of people have been imprinted over time. You know, our parents unintentionally imprinted a lot of us through the perspective of, of their eyes, their reality, their beliefs of their money, right? I mean, growing up, we were told you can't afford that. Growing up, growing up, they were told you can't have that. So what that does is that sets a program in the mind about money's being lacking or, or something like that. You have a very fundamental structure that's extremely fluid because the tax law is always changing. However, human behavior is always the same. So do you find that 
in the beginning working with clients that they're constantly still getting in their way no matter how you help them structure things um sometimes um you know i you, you know we deal with our clients very differently where you're more the coaching um with that type of thing you know i really don't get into that with with them it's just we just stick to tax you know helping them save money in, in taxes so when when you're working with them you set out abc do this do this do this don't do this do this do this and for the most part you find them follow it you don't see them ever really sabotage it um no no That's we make good. it as simple yeah we really make it as simple as possible and we do as much as we you know as we possibly can for the client yeah that's fantastic now yeah. now can you work with people nationally oh, oh yeah our clients are all over the united states fantastic great mm -hmm. so so being being this litigious tax planner you know an attorney meets a cpa and then you show up as this tax planner. Was sales, the concept of selling, was that hard for you or did it just become easy and natural? You know, at first it was hard. Um, it was, um, I remember my first call I had, my hands were shaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I remember my first email marketing, like uh, I sent out and I had a link for them to schedule a meeting with me. And I remember waking up in the morning, looking at my calendar, like, oh, my gosh, I have meetings. <laughs> you know, like I said, what? Someone actually book a meeting with me? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I got meetings. But the more I did it, Stacey, the easier it got. And of course, and I love reading uh, books on sales as well. Um, there's a one that's not well known called the conversion code. Okay. It's, it is, it's not really well known, but it is a fantastic sales book. Nice. And I even email and he, um, he does marketing for, for realtors. Cause I wanted him to actually do my marketing, but he said, no, I just do for realtors. But this, and I told him, I said, your book helped me so much with my selling and just specific, uh, questions to ask and, and the way to phrase some things. I mean, just really made a difference and it's just and it's a great um book i mean just a sales book all around and it really just talks about selling without selling as well yeah i know you you know and i believe in too because you got to find you know I, i'm just fulfilling a need um uh, you know i'm 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 filling a hole <laughs> yeah, yeah there's a hole that people have and i'm, I'm i've got a service and i can i can fill that hole and i can fill it well and <laughs> You know, I can, the, what I try to do is get people to, you know, I ask a lot of questions. I do a lot of listening. I know people, when people have sales in sales, they don't, um, they talk too much. They don't listen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And I use, use a lot of silence um, and I listen a lot and I ask them questions to make them realize what they're missing out on and what they're losing. We, we all as human natures have such a fear of loss. We have a bigger fear of loss than of, you know, uh, not gaining, I guess, or I don't know yeah. how to, but, but what our fear of loss is very strong. So when I show them that they're going to be losing money and they realize, well, wait, if I don't move forward, if I don't work with Christina, I'm going to be losing money year after year, mm -hmm. then, um, 
that's that's not uh, good news for them. <laughs> so they no, want to absolutely to to really explain the process, you know, so they know exactly what to expect. That's very important for clients. We, I mean, we do it really well. Um, when I talk to them, I tell them about next steps. When we send them the email, we talk about this is what's going to happen. You know, all you have to do is this if you decide to move forward. And once you decide to move forward, these things will happen. One, two, three, four, five yep. in detail. Yep. Um, so they know exactly what the process is, exactly what to expect. And um, and then I've got my team trained to do those things and to follow up with them and and do, you know, uh, do certain steps. So get in and showing them the benefit. How, what it, what's in it for me? What's in it for me with them? Yeah. So, so every year we when we do their tax returns, we do a estimate or a calculation of how much they saved in taxes that year based upon their income that mm -hmm. year and their tax saving strategies and say, well, this is how much you saved in, in tax. You know, here's my bill. Here's, here's our bill. Mm -hmm. But and <laughs> here's how much you saved in taxes, nice. um, which includes, you know, everything. We just do a flat fee every year. But um so just really emphasize what's in it for them, their benefit. In mm -hmm. fact, you know, we're in Fort Myers, Florida, and we got hit with a hurricane recently. But so that really interrupted our service. So some tax returns were, were late. However, you know, we got an extension until February because our client, because we are in, in Florida. So when I would tell them that or even email them, I would start off, great news. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> start with a positive. Yeah. I have great news for you. We got an extension. Mm -hmm. Tax return is not going to be filed by October 15th, but because yeah. right, we got an extension, we're going to take care of it. You know, we're <laughs> going to do everything we can for you. Um, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. Um, so, and, and really communicate with them, you know, throughout the year. But I think that's, um, and I've read that a couple of, of, of books is that, you know, what is their, that gap, you know, where they are, where they want to be. You want to establish that gap. And then your service is a way to, to fill that gap and then to tell them exactly what to expect. In fact, I was reading this one book um, and I forgot which one it was, but there was a great, and this was years ago when they did mail, mail orders and they sent, you know, mail to people, <laughs> snail mail. And this was a very, very successful salesperson. And he would send out a letter to people and he would tell them, uh, you know, offer them a service. And then he would give them the number and he would tell them, and this is a true story, you know, be sure to call on, you know, Monday through Friday, this time and this time. If you can't get through, it's because our secretary is gone, is gone out because she has a granddaughter that she has to pick up, but she's only gone for like an hour and then she'll return your call. I mean, it was like, like what? Right. But this, but because it was very specific of what was going to happen and what they should expect. Mm -hmm. He was incredibly successful. Um, so anyway, so I think that's, that's so important when you're, when you're offering a service. No, I love that. And, it, and it's awesome that you brought that up because I was just getting ready to ask you, what, what principles do you attribute the success of your business wrapped around? Well, that's, that's a great question. So one is treating my clients great. You know, once you get a client, you're going to, you, you, you treat them great, you know, mm -hmm. and if you make a mistake, what you're going to do, just own up to it, you know, and tell them how you're going to fix it. 
Um, and then the next thing is treat when you start bringing in employees, treat employees great. <laughs> you know, I love my employees. I treat them great. We do fun things together. I appreciate them. There's been a study that showed that people really, they put more value in appreciation than money. Yeah. Um, even. And so, and we get together, we do fun things. I really appreciate them. Um, and then, you know, everyone's a salesperson in life, whether you have a business or not. So really learning, that's why I think what's so great, what you do, Stacey, is truly how to sell without selling, how to meet people's needs and how to shut up <laughs> and listen and ask the right questions. And then just do it over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid to make mistakes. Um, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a great saying that successful people just fail faster yeah. than unsuccessful. <laughs> you just fail faster. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I, it, it's almost like you have my notes in front of me because you're going oh. in order. My, 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 next, my next question for you was, is... Um, how's failure been instrumental in the development of your success? So I think you should just keep looking at my notes yeah. because you're, <laughs> this is great. However, however, I do want to go back for a second before yeah. we, before we talk about the F-bomb, right? <laughs> the, the, these, the principles associated to success, you know, it is so important so many people, when they really focus on the client, the prospective client, the avatar, however they label them, right? They always label them as target market. And reality is nobody wants a target on them. People have a need, want, and desire for, for a product, service, and solution. And they want to be seen as that human that is seeking a service, seeking a solution. And so many people show up from their own map of reality, so many service providers. And when they do that, they end up speaking to instead of with that prospective client. And they, they treat them as if they're a target. And they're not really looking at the need, want, and desire. They're not really looking at the problem. They're looking at how they can solve it. And one thing I know about human behavior, because the Lord knows I've been training it and studying it long enough, is that people really don't care what we do. They really don't. They care about their problem. And when we as a service provider, as a solution provider, can really step into that person's model of the world, that person's map of reality, speak into their listening so that they truly grasp that we understand their problem, then they'll believe that we can, that, that we understand how to solve it. And we as solution providers have no business projecting how we can help people and more business truly getting an understanding of how they need that help. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah. that's great. Yeah. So I really liked how you put people first and, and wholeheartedly, I, I believe that, that, that first position just isn't for our prospective clients. It's for our team too. 
you know, our employees, our, our, our support staff, our, our contractors, however, however we are supported and staffed, we get to put them equally in that same position. And, and I think so many people look at them as resources because they've been labeled as human resources. And reality is their support and without them, we'd never make it, period. Yeah, yeah. So- Yeah, and try to, yeah, I just try to be so grateful for every, I'm reading a great book now called Super Attractor by Gabrielle Bernstein. Okay. Oh my gosh, it is fantastic. I, I am loving, and I'm actually listening to the audiobook, so she's reading it. Nice. And yeah, it is, it is great. And it is, she talks about gratitude and, and raising your uh, vibration in the positive um, line, you know, mm-hmm. so if you're with someone that's kind of down, you can kind of raise the vibration yeah. and, and um, like with this, your more your positive vibes and just your intention. It's so funny setting your intention because so like today even like so we're pl- I was playing golf with a friend of mine we we're uh, in this um little better best ball thing but so uh, towards the end I was like in a sand trap and I said I'll just just hit it out I'll just nestle it right up against the uh the flag and sure enough I did like I hit this amazing sand trap shot <laughs> nestled it up right up against the flag and um and I'm like you know, I was kind of joking, but I'm like, man, that your words are so impor- important in our intention. And um, and then the last hole, um, I, yeah, I had a great hole, but um, I was about to chip it on as a par five, chip it on uh, for the third stroke. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to hit it in the hole and 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 get an eagle. And I didn't do that, but I got it very close to the hole. Um, and it had an amazing, again, an amazing shot. And, and then another thing too, Stacey, um, again, atten- when I was in corporate America, right before I left, I was on this project that I just hated. Oh, it was awful, awful. And everybody hated it. Everybody was, everybody hated it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they were all down and we were all, it was such a, you know, such bad energy. And when people would ask me how I was doing, I would say, live in the dream. I am <laughs> living the dream. And they thought I was kidding. Yeah. And I was, I was like speaking that and yeah. sure enough now, Stacey, I mean, I am living the dream. I play golf and or tennis literally every day and I'm now oh, starting to get into pickleball. Um, and, and as well as running my business with some, some great employees and great clients, but golly, how we can, you know, speak and what we believe. And, you know, even if you're kind of joking, another thing too, is we came down here where I know we wanted to kind of talk about mindset. I'm all about mindset. I love the book mindset, um, the growth mindset. Um, again, I'm reading super attractor. That's incredible. But um, we came down in January, 2017 here in Florida where my dad stepmom live. And I, we just, I just gotten into playing golf and just loved it. And it was beautiful in January. And I told my husband, I said, we will live here by July. And wow. he goes, oh yeah, in a couple of years, we can do that. And I'm like, no, 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 this year, this year, we were going to, we're, we're going to live in here. We're going to be in here by July of this year. And every day, Stacey, I would write on a notepad. We live in Fort Myers wow. <laughs> July, um, by July 1st, 2017. So many things happen. I can't even go into all the things that happened from 
January until actually June 13th. By and June 13th, two weeks, about two weeks before July 1st, we closed in our house in Florida. <laughs> nice. We closed our house and closed. And I mean, so many great things happened. So, and I still write down my goals and I have goals up for my um my screensaver. Oh, and a great thing about goals too, and I I forgot where I read that. I, again, I love to read and just even a few minutes a day or listen to audiobooks. Um, but the guy said, um, don't just create, I mean, you want to certain, you know, you always hear about, oh, you got to do spe spe very specific goals, specific goals by a specific date. And that's fine. You know, I do that and make them big goals, you know, big goals, big ass goals. And you may have to change the date, but <laughs> Um, you know, but you'll, you will probably achieve it. But then he, but then he said, also have a goal. Like, why do you want to achieve this goal? Like what in your life, like, what would, what do you want your life to look like yeah. after you achieve this goal? That should be your goal. So like one of my goals that I have on my screensaver and that I've got on my desk is I like, I play, um, I work out, I play golf, tennis, and pickleball mm -hmm. all day, every day. <laughs> so in addition um, to you know my 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 money goals but it's amazing I mean I'm I'm, I'm pretty much living that <laughs> yeah you know I'll I'll explain the science behind that really quick so yeah so reality is we create as we speak reality is we create as we think right so if you think it's going to work it will if you don't think it'll work it won't period right and um the reason why you want to attach to the why do you want this, right, is the motivational factor, right? Motivation, we either go towards things or away from things. So when we get clarity on why we want to do it, we get clarity on what our motivation strategy is in order to accomplish it. Now, from there, if we can really focus on our life and what it is we want it to look at, there's a rule with the unconscious mind. If you can picture it, then your unconscious mind sees it. If it can see it, it'll learn from it. And if it'll learn from it, it can create it, right? What most people do is their goals are so ambiguous that they don't hold a picture in their mind. I want to make more money. Well, more is a comparative in the brain. So if they make a, a penny more, they've made more money. And the the unconscious mind doesn't understand why you're not happy about that because it satisfied the goal. So when you get crystal clear on what that accomplishment wants to be, and you can envision what life is going to be, then your unconscious mind has that picture, and then it can create the strategy to go after it. Mm -hmm. And most yeah. people lack that specificity, which is why most people lack the ability to create as they speak and create as they think you know the majority of the world lives in excuses and reasons right and they don't believe or they lack belief that they actually control the outcome in every one of their situations so some people make life happen most people life happens too so those people that life happens to, they've got this picture of negativity or they have this picture of all the reasons that are holding them back and that's what they continually create. As opposed to really looking at what it is you want, why you want it, 
what you want your life to look at or look like, and then pursue it. Mm -hmm. So we can live life at cause or we can live life in effect. At cause, you're gonna have a lot more results. In effect, you're gonna have a lot more excuses, right? So that's right. kind of the Reader's Digest condensed version of the science behind why it's so important to attach your motivational strategy, your why, along with a picture to all your goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. Yeah, so let's talk about that F-bomb. You know, yeah. how has failure helped you create your success? Um, yeah, I mean, we learned, like I said, I mean, people, successful people are just fail, fail faster. Yeah. And um, so when I first started, you know, I just kind of tried like all different kinds of marketing um, and, uh, you know, a lot didn't, didn't work, but then I found one that did work and then that stopped working. And then I found something, you know, and then selling even, you know, um, there were to have a learn from that. I mean, you just learn so much as you go mm -hmm. along and keep building and building. And um, I think Peter Drucker said, you know, we, we, we overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can do in five years. Absolutely. And that is, I mean, these past five years has been like incredible. Um, so, you know, really learning from your mistakes. And I teach my team that too, you know, that, and again, I had them all read mindset, that book mindset and about the growth mindset versus a fixed mindset, which was mm -hmm. greatly uh, written about by uh, her, that, that author, but, um, you know, just learning from your, your mistakes and, and how you can do better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Most people take failure as, as a loss and, you know, they, they, they tick it in the loss column or they let it define who they are in a negative perspective. As you had stated, people who take failure as a quicker way to succeed, just take it as feedback, right? Oh, right. great. And now I found a way that didn't work. Let me, right. let me tweak that and see what I can get to work from it, right? That's yeah. the difference between people who succeed and people who struggle, right? Yes. There's a, right down the street from us in Fort Myers is, was um, Henry Ford's and Thomas Edison's uh, winter homes yeah. that you can go and tour. And it's a great, especially, and it really focuses on Thomas Edison, and wow, what a, what an amazing character and, and just an incredible man. And boy, he believed in that. Mm. And, you know, when he was inventing the light bulb and yeah, I think he tried 10,000 ways and he still couldn't find it. And he's like, yeah, I found 10,000 ways that didn't work. So that's great. We've eliminated those. I mean, boy, he had that mindset before it was, you know, popular and we did, we realized how important it was, but he was, he was so perseverant and and believe and really believed in that it's really and it's fun going through this museum and and um seeing that and just and then all the different things that he invented but so many things didn't work mm -hmm. you know and he handled so many failures um and then even henry ford you know so many failures mm -hmm. and things that that didn't work but um there's a great picture and I love pictures. Like you said, I've got pictures. I've got a vision board in my office and I've got all these pictures and there's a great picture I have of an iceberg. And it says like what people see the top of the iceberg success yeah. and then it's under the iceberg, you know, that's so big and yeah. all, all the failures, all the mistakes, all the disappointments. <laughs> all, 
Yeah, exactly. You know, criticism, all <laughs> discouragement. Yeah. Um, that's underneath the, the iceberg that people, you know, don't see. Yeah. That you go through. Yeah. You know, when you were talking about the super attractor book, have you ever read Jesse Cole's book, Fans First? What is it? Fans First. Fans First. Oh, no, I'll, I'll get that. It's, it's an amazing book. He's the founder of uh, Savannah Bananas. It's a dancing base, an independent baseball team. And he's uh -huh. changed, he's changed um, how baseball shows up. And yeah. his, his entire concept becomes relatable for the business owner to stop focusing on their industry norms, stop focusing on industry standards, and really, really be an industry disruptor. And always yeah. put your fans first. It's a phenomenal book. A friend of wow. mine turned me on to it. And yeah. okay. really, he really has you look at your business differently. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's incredible. It's an incredible story. So I look forward to, to hearing what you thought about it. Okay, yeah, I'll read it. Yeah. So let's talk about the elephant in the room because I hear this from a lot of business owners. And that is, how do I not pay taxes? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's um, a business owner's goal. And I think yeah. it is next to impossible to deploy that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes um, we can do it depending on the situation, but we definitely can reduce people's taxes. Yeah. So what I've done, Stacey, it's a great question, is I've created a website, freedomtaxplans.com. Yep. And actually for your listeners, I have for, uh, free webinars. Awesome. that show them some basic tax saving strategies that they can right. implement now. Well, and it's not, you know, I don't know when this is going to be released, but I don't know if it'll be released before year end, but there will be. Absolutely. Okay, good. I, so since, there's, since, there's, you're given, since you're giving them a gift, I'll make sure it gets released within the next couple of weeks. How's that? Okay, great. Yeah, great. Absolutely. So you have the C they've got to be done before year end because yeah. tax strategies yeah. implemented before year end is tax planning after your end is tax evasion. <laughs> <laughs> I so love that's that the difference. Line. I love that line. Yeah, yeah we'll absolutely mm -hmm. make sure that we get it out um, within the next uh, pro probably two worst case three weeks. And, okay. and this, this way they can, they can leverage that free gift that you're giving them and, and, and see what they can do with, with your strategies. I truly appreciate that. And I'll speak on behalf of all of our listeners, I'm sure they do too. So thank you yeah. for that. So yeah, go to freedomtaxplans.com and click on podcast listeners. Podcast listeners, got it. Okay. Yep. So what's the best advice you can give someone who hasn't achieved success yet and they want to? Oh gosh, don't give up. Keep trying. What else have you, you know, uh, again, there's another book I read. Um, and that guy said he was, he was, a oh, it was a great, I can't think of his name. I don't think it was Brian Tracy, but it was someone like that. That's very well-respected, like, you know, best-selling author about, about how to succeed in business. And so his son started a business, but he didn't tell his dad. Because <laughs> <laughs> his dad, you know, his dad is like this amazing bestseller and multi, multi-million, you know, coach for big time fortune 500 business owners. So his son started a business and he didn't tell his dad. 
um, for a while and he wasn't doing real well. So finally he broke down. He's like, okay, dad, I need your help. I can't, I'm starting this best run this business. And he goes right down on, and he's like, I can't, you know, get new business. And he says, well, what have you tried? Well, I've tried two or three different things. You know, these two, he goes, get a pad of paper. This was a few years ago. <laughs> I want you to fill that page with everything you can think of that you could possibly do to get business. I don't care how big or small or silly or brilliant. I want that page filled of everything you can think of to market and, you know, your business. Yeah. yeah. And he did. And he, and he goes, okay. And so he did that. He goes, okay, now try every one of them. <laughs> nice. I want you to work through the list and I want you to do every one of them every day. Also, you know, the, the, author um i can't you know the chicken soup for the souls uh books you know canfield is it jack mm -hmm. jack canfield mm -hmm. i was listening to him and he said um you know when they first put that book out it wasn't a success right it wasn't a huge success and so he and his partner co-author they'd have a post-it note and i think they had three things every day they did three things to promote mm -hmm. the book each of mm -hmm. them they did three things every day to promote the book and they did that every day nice. every day they did that nice and that's what you know created yep. that huge best-selling i mean empire really yeah yeah um just a little bit every every day yeah absolutely it was jack canfield and mark victor hansen there you go mark yeah there you yep. go okay and Mark's they saying. got very laser focused on on really promoting it through interviews and book launches and guest appearances. And yeah, they, they created a great empire. They really did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they did three things every mm -hmm. day, each of them. Yep. So Christina, welcome to the Rand. Uh, I'm sorry. Welcome to the signature question of the show. Okay. And that is what does selling without selling mean to you? Um, serving, serving people. Nice. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, selling without selling is about getting out of your head and into your heart. It's mm -hmm. about, it's about really allowing yourself to do the inner work so that the outer will work. Because whenever we show up as a service provider, as a solution provider, it's never about us. And so many people take their need to pay their bills, the need to make a sale, the need to grow their business. And that intervenes within the buy selling counter. And if it's never about them, well, then it'll never be about you. Mm -hmm. So I love, I love that, that you led with service because it is, and the recipe to that is to make sure that the itty bitty shitty committee is working with you and not against you because that mind chatter, that bully in the brain can really shut things down really quickly. And, and you'll really struggle moving forward if that board meeting is against you and, and all the votes are going against what it is you can and can't do. So do the inner work to always make sure that the outer easily works. So welcome to the random round, Christina. I believe that success leaves clues. And I like to ask very specific questions to my expert guests so that um, our listeners can turn around and say, you know what, I really, really like that. And I want to apply that to my life. So for you, I have two questions. Okay. Okay. 
first question is, what does your morning ritual look like? Oh, that's a great question because actually it's changed recently. Great. Because after many years that I've wanted my husband to work out, he has finally decided, yes, I'm going to start working out. Nice. So great. And he said at 5 a.m. <laughs> like, uh, what? Yeah. WTF. There's a great place down the streets. It's, it's a gym. They do circuit training, 30 minutes. And he likes to get work uh, early so to get off early. And so, and that's what he wanted to do. And I'm like, all right. So we get up at 4.30. We go, we work out. We great energy. Yeah. Um, come back. And then usually I do a, um, and then actually it's 5.30. And I'm like, oh my gosh, 5.30. It's still, I don't really have anything else to do. <laughs> Uh, and then sometimes I go to this kind of this other kind of class as well I mean I'm already up and I'm already like got that energy um so do that and then I um my it's very atypical you know I'm almost always playing golf or tennis in the in the morning uh one of those one of those two two things so um but then you know get back um spend some time with my husband um, but yeah, so in the morning it's a lot of, and I read the 5 a.m. book and I have tried to meditate. Um, and I just have not, I cannot get in that habit. <laughs> it's just hard for me to sit still that long. <laughs> awesome. I was actually doing it until we started working out. Maybe you should get at four and then I have some time to uh, meditate. So How about we just eat. don't sleep and then we do yeah, it? Yeah, so let's just start now. Um, and so, but then, um, but I guess I kind of do that more in the evening because then I take yoga classes usually in the, in the evening mm. and real easy, very meditative yoga classes. So maybe, maybe I kind of, um, feel that then, yeah. um, unless, unless I'm playing golf or tennis again, <laughs> but yeah, but I do love, I do love getting up early. I love, uh, again, we've just been doing it and I, I thought, well, this won't last long. He'll give it, he won't last very long, but yeah, he's, he's doing it. He's in it. He looks fantastic. And he's, looks great. he's in it. in it to win. It. I'm so proud of him, but to get up together and to do it and to get with this great group and to, and to get the blood pumping and, and get moving so early. And then if I do have other things to do for work, whatever I'm, I'm, I can get that, I can knock it out. So it's fantastic. That's fantastic. So thank you for answering that. My, my second random round question for you is what is your favorite word and why? Uh, my favorite word, um, you know, the first thing that pops in my mind is success. I love, I love success and whatever that means to means for you. Um, and with the super attractor book, she said, you should, and maybe I think I'm defining success because I do have a quote, financially su very successful business and very blessed. Um, and that's been fun. And I have, you know, time freedom and just, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm living the dream I am yeah. and it's great. It, it is possible. <laughs> it is very possible to do, to do, you know, what you want to do. Um, but she said, I'm really defining success more of, am I doing, am, am I, am I in joy? You know, am I, um, oh, sorry, my phone's ringing. Um, you know, am, do I feel joy? Am I doing what I want to do? Am I doing what I love to do? And six, that to me is success and, and, and joy and freedom. And that's a, not your typical definition, but I love that new definition that I have of success. And I feel like with that definition, I'm extremely successful. Um, mm -hmm. 
just surrounded. Another goal that I have um, that I wrote, wrote down, like you, I, you know, I talked about, you know, what, what is your ultimate reality? Like, why do you want to, if you want to make money, why do you want to make money? And one of my goals is I, I am surrounded, I am always surrounded by love and I have amazing human experiences. Mm. Um, so that's another goal that I have on my, on my laptop, on my screenshot and on my desk. Um, and again, those are coming, it's coming true. I'm surrounded. I've got great family here, wonderful husband, friends. Um, I love what I do. I love being outdoors. I love moving. I think that's why I love golf and tennis and pickleball so much. Um, being with other people, having fun. And I do, I really, I am very competitive, but I, but I have fun. You know, that's, that's yeah. my main goal. And I'm, I'm going to have fun. So yeah, fantastic. Love, I love success. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. You know, I, I, I think, I think the my, my personal favorite way that that I define success is thriving in every area of life. So mm-hmm. that, so that, be, because I have a belief that the personal drives the professional, so that the professional can serve the personal. So when we're thriving in every area of life, then our life harmonizes because there's no such thing as work-life balance. It's just got to be work-life right. balance, right? Right. And um, my favorite word is fan friggin' tastic because <laughs> you know it's like it's your version of living the dream. And so many people take both concepts sarcastically, and reality is, you know, I, I'm so congruent with it. I mean, seriously, what could be better than this? What could be better than living the life of your dreams and waking up every day fan friggin-tastic? It just keeps getting better. And I invite each and every one of you to identify what your dream life looks like and then choose to allow yourself to seize it. Choose to allow yourself to create it. And it always starts with that first step. And even if you get in your way, choose to allow yourself to get out of your way, because that's the only way you'll ever have your way. And it all starts with believing in you. No one else has gone to. That's, is that fair? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So Christina, I truly appreciate you being on the show. I know what your schedule looks like. I know you probably had to give up a little tennis or golf or pickleball to be here. So I truly appreciate (laughs) that and so do my (laughs) listeners. So so if our listeners want to find you, follow you, reach out to you, connect you, where can they? And could you please share with them how they can get your free offer again for me, please? Oh, sure. Yeah, the best way, Stacey, is Freedom Tax Plans, Freedom Tax Plans, plural, freedomtaxplans.com. That is the best way to, to, to you. all my information will be right there. You can click on for the button that says for podcast listeners at the top right. There's free webinars. There's a way to connect with me personally. There's a way to sign up for my Freedom Tax Plan program. Um, any kind of information you could possibly um, want is right there. So freedomtaxplans.com. Fantastic. We'll make sure that's in the show notes for our listeners as well. Hey, your success is important to me. And it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you and for you. I would love for you to do three things right now. First, I'd love for you to hop over to Facebook, join our Sell Without Selling community. That's hop over to Facebook, join our Sell Without Selling community. Second, since you're already there, jump over to Instagram now 
and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. Yes, I know we changed it. Used to be the Stacey O'Burn. Now follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. Last and definitely not least, I'd love to chat with you and get feedback on the episodes to find out any topics that you're interested in to help make this more powerful and helpful to you achieving the success that you've always dreamed of, desired, and know you deserve. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. Let's get a 15 minute call on the schedule. And always remember this choice is a powerful thing, and suffering is always optional. Get out of your way so you can get on your way, so you can finally have your way. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Whether it's mastering your mindset, communication, or success, we have more ways to keep you on your journey to greatness. Be sure to visit us at pivotpointadvantage.com for exclusive online training programs, success-specific courses, and more ways to connect to Stacy directly to help you achieve the financial success you've always desired, dreamed, and deserved. That's all available on pivotpointadvantage.com.